Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Shy Boys Podcast. We got to talk about DeAndre Aiden and his situation in Phoenix. Should the Chicago Bulls target DeAndre Aiden? Y'all already know. We're going to talk about it, but you got to hear the music first. Cognac. Shy Bulls podcast with the Cognac boys. Y'all already know. I'm holding it down to another episode for me and my co-host C-Dub. If you like what you're listening to today, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that the Phoenix Suns just got embarrassed last night in another year. So we can expect some changes to come to the Phoenix Suns. We've known since last year there have been a little bit of troubles with DeAndre Aiden, including this year to where I'm not going to question it. But some other analysts have put out there that this guy might have not been that injured when they talked about his rib injury in the previous game to where he had to sit out the latest game that to where these guys got embarrassed. But let's look at DeAndre Aiden. This guy's a former number one overall pick for a reason. This season, he gave these guys 18 points and 10 rebounds, which is not bad. That's a double-double guy. Uh, I don't know what's his double-double total, but when you look at the season average, you're like, all right, 18 points, 10 rebounds, cool. Not too shabby. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I believe he's an athletic guy. I believe he has the opportunity to be a defensive anchor, but he does struggle a little bit, you know what I'm saying, in some areas on the defensive side. um, He could be a bit of a threat offensively when it comes to like a pick-and-roll opportunity or operating in the paint. But what he lacks, in my opinion, when it comes to his offensive game, he does not bring a three-point shot, which is going to open up the floor. You don't necessarily always need that, but it it will be a, a, a added plus to the team to where you're trying to be successful and definitely be useful for some matchups. So his offensive game is a bit shaky. I believe he can work on it, but I don't know how committed he is. But I will have to do more research on that if I'm keeping it a buck. Now, he did run into some troubles with the Phoenix Suns. We know we already talked about it a little bit, but I want to dive into it a little bit more. Last year with Monty Williams, these guys were literally on the bench shouting at each other. To me, that's a that's a red flag in my opinion. Even if you're disagreeing with your coach, you don't do it multiple times. We've seen it multiple times. Him kind of catching a hissy fit in my personal opinion and just pretty much saying, screw the team. F y'all, we y'all, I'm going to feel how I feel, and so be it. You know what I'm saying? And then this year, during um the Phoenix Suns matchup against the Denver Nuggets in some of those games, you see Devin Booker and Kevin Durant having to talk to him to where they having to get on him and be a little bit more assertive, and he just getting up and walking out away. And, you know what I'm saying, just kind of being rude about the whole situation. That's another red flag I don't like. And I don't know if one, Billy Donovan, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know if one, Billy Donovan has the that much assertion to the point to where he can hold the, hold him accountable in that, in that situation if he's giving the same smoke 
to coach Monty Williams. That's unacceptable to me. And then you even got your, you got a respected vet in the superstar and Kevin Durant and a, a, a budding superstar and Devin Booker trying to critique and talk to you to tell you to get engage, engaged and you're sitting here throwing hissy fits going to the other end of the bench and on something another game your coach had to send you away to the end of the bench unacceptable man and a lot of the times we get on Patrick Williams for him being passive this is another guy DeAndre Aiden I believe he's very talented I believe he can be better than what he has shown on the court but at the end of the day, he gets lost in games. We talk about contracts and stuff like that. I don't like to get involved with people's money, but we did see that he signed a max contract with the Indiana Pacers, um, and then the Phoenix Suns had to go out and match that, which brought him back and kept him in Phoenix. But has he lived up to that? Like I always say, it's hard to find talent in the NBA, and sometimes you have to take chances and see if players can pan out to the money. Has he lived up to the money? I would say no. But at the end of the day, we can't really count his coins because he got his money. Sometimes these organizations, they're going to bank on that, and they're going to see what these guys can potentially become. A lot of the times they bank on, okay, I seen in this year, you gave me 17 and 10 alongside Chris Paul, Devin Booker as the third option. You're giving me 17 and 10. That's acceptable. But as Chris Paul began to age, well, he was already old when he came there, you still got to look at some of the other stuff and see if he can take that next step to going from a 17 and 10 guy to maybe being a 20 point and 12 guy or something like that. But that has not happened. Now, let's look at him. I don't, again, I don't like the man's attitude problem. That is a big red flag for me. You know what I'm saying? This year. Again, we said it early on. He averaged 18 and 10 in the playoffs this year. He dropped to 13 and 9. Why? That means he wasn't prepared enough, in my personal opinion. In playoffs, you're supposed to elevate. I understand that the usage rate goes up and Durant and uh, Devin Booker just takes over. Fine. But in some cases, I believe that you either should maintain your season average or you should be going up above your season average in the playoffs. Just my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? And then last year, as a season average, they were DeAndre Aiden last season. He was at 17 and 10. And then the same year in the playoffs against the Pelicans, he elevated. He gave them 20 and 10. You know what I'm saying? It's not huge increase, but he increased. He improved against the Pelicans. But when he went against the Mavericks, he all his stuff dropped 15 and 8. So that means you was less effective offensively and you was less effective on the boards. Now, we talk about this guy being a max contract player. So if we, the boards do go in and, and target him, what would the compensation be like? We know there's a little bit of turmoil going on between this player and the organization. Would it cost a lot of compensation? Would that be something that AK and Mark Eversley can bring to the table and be like, hey, this is a trouble guy. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to give up that much compensation for him. So could they get a bargain on the deal? Can they get a bargain on a deal? I would imagine 
that a deal like this will have to include some type of signing trade with Nikola Vucevic to make the money match or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or to have enough on the table to where they can get some pieces and we can get something in return include with alongside DeAndre Aiden. But it's interest, it's interesting to see. I think you have to consider it. But me, if I'm me just being the YouTube GM that I am, this would not be my guy. That's just my personal opinion. This would not be my guy. The number one reason is the attitude problem. I already got Patrick Williams being a little passive. I don't need two passive players in on the on the on the starting lineup. And what if he's not able to take constructive criticism from Billy Donovan, which he has not been able to do so with Monty Williams? And what if Zach Levine gets on his behind? He's not going to be able to take that either. He's going to sit there and pout like a big-ass giant baby, and that's that's unacceptable to me. I don't want players around the Chicago Bulls with that type of attitude. That's unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? You arguing with your coach. And then you're going back and ignoring your teammates to where in, in, in games to where you're not even performing well. That's unacceptable to me. I believe when it comes down to that in this attitude, when it comes down to the compensation you might have to give up, when it comes down to trying to figure him out and tweak him, I just think it's too much to consider and bring to the table before we look at DeAndre Aiden. I mean, it would. If we're looking at it on the flip side, it would be nice to see the guy get up and down the court and be able to do the things that he does, you know what I'm saying, because he would add a little bit more athleticism. But then again, if we flip it right back over, the offensive deficiencies will be tough. The offensive deficiencies will be tough. He will not be able to – he will clog the paint. And would DeMar DeRozan still be here? Because if you got a center that can't move the hell out to the three-point line, the offense – DeMar DeRozan is not going to be able to operate within that. So all in all, man, it sounds good. I think that is something you have to talk about. But if as the YouTube GM that I am, Bobby, I'm declining. I'm not, I'm not interested in something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather attack after free agents, Christian Woods or something like that. I mean, I don't know if he's a, if he's going to good enough to be a solid startup, but I know he has some potential. I will even look at players like Nas Reed before I get to DeAndre Aiden, simply because it's just less to think about when it comes to their attitude, when it comes to how they play, when it comes to the money, when it comes to the money and a future compensation that you will possibly have to give up. It's just too much. But that's it for me, man. Y'all let me know how y'all feeling in the comment box below about it all. Would you go after DeAndre Aiden? Let me know down in the comment box below. And I want to hear y'all sound off. Go ahead and send me a voicemail or a text message at that number, 773-242-9219. This is another episode of Shy Bulls Podcast. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one.